morning. Good morning and happy Sabbath, everybody. Amen. You may be seated in the house today. God bless you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Are you glad to be in God's house just one more time? Amen. Has this been a great week, a good week, or awesome week? Which one is it? Okay, then. It's been good. A good week. Amen. We have some good weeks. Some good, some awesome, hey, but listen, this has been an awesome, awesome week. We're so thankful to be in God's house just one more time to be able to bless the name of the Lord. Um, I just want to welcome everyone that is viewing online. Um, I want to thank God for you, and I just want to encourage you to go ahead and just share that link. Go ahead and let them know that we are in the house, amen? That Tabernacle of Praise is up and running, amen? Uh, could you go ahead and do that for us? And we also want to just welcome and thank those that are here in the physical, in the present. Um, I know it wasn't an easy thing, uh, but we're so glad that you're here, and we're just so blessed and honored um, that you are in the presence today. Amen. Um, so we serve an awesome God. He is truly an amazing God. Um, we do have just a couple of announcements. I just want to remind you of our revival that is taking place this week. We've been hitting it. We've been doing it. We've been meeting here every, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Amen. We was here last night. We'll be here tonight at seven o'clock. So we want to encourage you to chime in to the top um, SDA praise um, YouTube, as well as our Facebook page. That's where you can find us. You can be able to stream this here service. You'll be able to view it in your home. And if you're in the area, if you're in the area, we invite you to go to our website and be able to register to come in the house and be in the physical form. Amen. So we just want to encourage everyone to come on out to be a blessed, to be blessed, and to be a part of this awesome, awesome um, revival that is going on here in the house. I'm looking out. I'm looking for any new faces, any new members, any new, any visiting family or friends. But listen, we're just so glad to be here. Let's let's do something a little different. Let's just turn to our neighbor. I know we normally do like the fellowship where we get up and greet and hug, but let's just turn to your neighbor and just, and just wave at them. Can we just wave? Can we just wave at each other? And put a smile on your face when you do it. Let's amen. Say, amen. 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 Blessings. Blessing. If you're at home, go ahead and wave to your, 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 um, your neighbor on the couch with you. Amen. But we do have a special, special, and this, my sister is leaving, um, but we have come back and get her, amen. We have a special presentation we want to give to one of our own that is so fine, that is so fine. Um, but we know that God is good. We want to celebrate our young people, amen, those that have graduated. We have one young lady that um, we weren't able to give her her gift, amen. And so we want to celebrate her today, but we'll come back and present her with that. Um, but so let this time, if we can just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we're so thankful. We're so privileged. We're so honored. Um, we're so thankful for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. Um, we just invite your presence to come in and be a part of our service today. Thank you for those that are viewing online. Um, we pray your blessings upon them as well. Thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen, amen. and amen again. You're glad. 
to celebrate life. Mm -hmm. um, we love to celebrate our, our young people. Yes. Amen. And we have one gift that we need to disperse. We've been holding on to it 
for a minute now. And um, it's time now to release it to its rightful owner. So I want to invite Sister Anye to come up and stand with us. Sister Anye Crutcher. Amen, amen. She was, she's, she's been here almost every night at the revival, right? Come on now. I'm every, yeah. Amen. I, I told her, I asked her last night if she was ready to preach. I was going to give the mic over to her. But listen, we want to celebrate you today um, for completing um, your milestone. Um, what is it, fifth grade? You're going to the sixth grade? Or you're going to the eighth grade? Which one is it? Six? Okay, you want, you want to wait on the eighth grade, huh? Amen. Well, we want to celebrate you. This is a, a gift from us to you, from Tabernacle of Praise. We want you to hold on to that. Now, that card is a special card, so we want you to hold on to that card. Amen. <laughs> Um, but we want to celebrate you. We love you. Um, and we want to just continue to bless you and encourage you to go even further. Amen. Amen. So we want to offer a word of prayer for you. Um, Anya, is that all right? Amen. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you so much for um, Sister Crutcher. Oh, God, we just ask that you will continue to bless her and all of her endeavors. Uh, continue to surround her, oh, God. Um, surround her with individuals that will um, lift her up. Um, let her be the light um, that shines in her community. We thank you so much for her milestone, and we pray that she will continue to reach others. Um, thank you again for this privilege, and we thank you that we were able to do this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We love you. Thank you so much. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen. That's not just words we say. That's what we believe. Amen. Amen. That he is a good God. Listen, I know um, that there are some things that we are dealing with in our own personal communities, in our own personal homes, our own personal families. Um, and so we want to just take those matters to the, prayer, to the Lord in prayer. Um, we here at Tabernacle of Praise um, believe in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer. We believe that prayer changes things. We believe that without prayer, we wouldn't be able to make it. So at this time, if you can just bow your heads with us as we take, this, take our petitions to the Lord. Yeah. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our Savior and King, you are awesome in everything. Without you, we are hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so we thank you so much for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do in the lives of your people. So today, oh God, as we approach you, Father, not with boldness, as you say, we can come boldly to your throne. But we approach you, God, with a humble heart. We approach you, God, with understanding that you are the creator. With a sense of fear but yet a sense of love. And we experience the welcome when we approach you. So we thank you for being an approachable God. Thank you for being a God that we can call on. A God that we can bring all of our concerns to. Thank you for being the God that we can, that we can reminisce with. And when we're unsure about things, Father, you are there 
to coach us and to help us and not to not to pass judgment on us but you're there to help us every step of the way and so we thank you father for that and we also understand that you are the kind of god that that abhors evil and you detest sin and that you cannot stand it and so father we ask that you will help us so that when we come before you we're not detestful God but we are a people that is desiring to be more like you so father have your way today I lift up before you all of the concerns of the congregation today Lord I don't know them all but you do I can't name them all but you can and so I'm asking you father to step out right now in the name of Jesus and I ask that you will lay your hands on each shoulder here tonight. And, and whatever issue or whatever problem or whatever, whatever circumstances that may, be, that may be plaguing us right now, Father, that, that, that you will show yourself strong, that you will move right now. That at the end of the day, oh God, we will know that our prayers are not in vain. So, Father, do what you do. Have your way. Shake us up, mold us, mend us. Let us not leave here the same way we came. And God, we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise. Stop by here today. Visit with your people today. Visit with us through song. Visit with us through fellowship. Visit with us through the message, through the word of God. Visit with us through the minstrels, oh God. Visit with us, oh God. And bring our minds back to you. And whenever we go or whatever we do, our desire will be a people to please you and to bring honor to your name. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen, amen. and amen again.
worship. My worship is for real. You don't know my story or the things that I've been through. You don't know my pain. What I had to go through to get here.
Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Come on, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. My worship is for real. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My worship is for real. Say yes. Say yes. My worship is for real. Oh, yes. Come on, family. Say yes. All over the building, yes. All over in the back, my worship is for real. Yes. Yes. My worship is for real. I've been through too much. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Been through too much not to worship you. Oh, you don't know like I know. Come on, can we just worship him in the place? Can we just worship him in the place? Come on, let's put our hands together. Let's worship God in this space. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He's been good to us. He's done some things for us. And for us to sit on that praise is a problem. It's a problem. We can't sit on his praise. For he has done too much for us. Oh, yes. Hey. Danger scene. Oh, yes. I should be dead. Sleeping in my grave. Oh, he's done too. Oh, yeah. My, 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 my. Oh, he's worthy. He's worthy. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. He's worthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, 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 my. <laughs> my Lord, my Lord. It's all right to praise him in his house. It's all right to worship him in his house. Lord. Mm, mm. My Lord, my Lord. Oh, yes. He's done too much. He's, he's been just too kind to us. My Lord, my Lord. We're going to try that. We're going we're gonna to try our best to get through this today. But forgive, forgive me. If I get my praise on, is that all right? Oh, yes. Hey, hey.
right to worship him. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, yes. <laughs> Been through too much not to give him praise, not to give him honor, not to give him glory. Amen, amen. Listen, listen, we want to go ahead and move on through this. I want to invite you to turn with me to the book of John. Amen, to the book of John, a very familiar story, a very familiar passage. Amen, John chapter 8. My, 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 God is good. And all the time. Amen, John chapter 8. That's all right. That's all right. Say, what are they doing over there? I'm having church. Amen. Giving God praise. John chapter 8. Amen. We want to start with verse 1. When you have it, please stand with me in honor of the word of God. John chapter 8. And we want to start with verse 1. We'll read all the way down to verse, let's go with verse 12, verses, verse 11. We'll go to verse 12. It says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The Bible says in verse 3, then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses, and in the law, he commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. And so when they continued asking him, he raised up and, and he said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And then those who heard it began being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, being get, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman. Where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? Verse 11 says that she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke them to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Today I just want to talk with you on the subject of a terrifying moment. A terrifying moment. Let us pray. Father, 
Again, we thank you so much for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you are about to do in the lives of your people. Speak to us through thy word, for thy word is truth. I must now decrease that you, O God, may increase. Into your hands I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen Amen. and amen again. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord and Savior. Very familiar passage, very familiar story found here in the book of John where these teachers of the law brought this young woman to Jesus right in the middle of him teaching and giving instructions, uh, right in the middle of him teaching and sharing with the multitude um, ways and how to go about living a life uh, full of God's glory. Uh, he's been teaching throughout his ministry about healing and, and forgiveness. He's been teaching throughout his ministry about letting go of things that so easily beset us. And here we see right in the middle of Jesus giving these instructions, he's interrupted by the leaders of the church with a woman that they claim or they said to be caught in adultery. Now, one could argue the fact that this, the woman was caught in adultery considering the young man that was with her was not brought with her. Notice how the text began to share with us that as Jesus was teaching, as Jesus was ministering in this city, that they brought this woman to him alone. They only brought the woman, and and that ought to raise eyebrows, that ought to raise concern why they only brought the woman. Well, the text does share with us that they brought her because they were really trying to catch Jesus in a trap. But what they failed to realize, they were actually setting a trap for themselves. That's why we have to be careful how we try to set people up. Because it very well may be you're setting yourself up. And so, and so we must understand some things as we look at this story uh, of the condemning sinner. We want to look at this young lady. We want to look at her and see her for who she is. Uh, uh, this was a young woman. Um, we see her sin. We know uh, 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 that she had sinned, according to the text, that she was a woman who was caught in adultery. Uh, would suggest to me that the woman was involved in a relationship that she had no business being in. And so we don't want to overlook the fact that she was already outside of the will of God because of the lifestyle that she was living. I know, I know, I know we want to stay on the fact that they brought this woman here and they tried to expose her and they tried to embarrass her. But the truth of the matter is there are times when we really expose ourselves and we put ourselves in situations for people to expose us. And so this young woman, this young woman, uh, 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 they brought her. She was a sinner. She was in adulterous relationship. 
But this is no reason for them to put her on the spot. And as they brought her to her, the fact of the matter is, even if we never uh, uh, committed a sin with our bodies or with our minds, we will still be guilty before the Lord. Even, even if that, you know, and I heard it on, on, the, on, on the Sabbath school this morning, uh, uh, that the very thought is sin. And, and, and sometimes we overlook the fact that our minds are running all over the place, thinking things that we shouldn't. Yet you may not have committed the actual act, but the simple thought is problematic. And so this woman was definitely caught, as they say, in adultery. She was definitely one that was in a relationship that she had no business being in. And so they didn't only expose her sin, but now they want to expose her shame. Now they want to throw her in the midst, bringing her to Jesus. I mean, these were leaders in the church. Uh, uh, these were religious leaders. If you know, you, you would you would think when the pastors show up that there ought to be some type of conviction. But 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 they didn't. They bypassed the pastor. They bypassed the elder, and they took her straight to Jesus to expose her shame. And in their haste to bring this woman to Jesus. Her accusers probably didn't give her sufficient time to even pull herself together. In their haste to catch Jesus, they disregarded her shame. They disregarded her feelings. They disregarded her emotions. They disregarded her person in their haste to show how Jesus is the problem. They disregarded this young lady. That's why we have to be careful, brothers and sisters. This young woman was shamed. They didn't think about her. But however that may have been, she was certainly humiliated by the public accusations of this adulterous relationship. Of being in a relationship that she should not have been in. The Bible says your sins will surely find you out and so as we move on through this they bring this young woman they expose her a sin they expose her shame and now they want to pronounce sentence on this woman Moses said the law says that if you are caught in adultery this is a definition for your death this is the, 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 the law says this is what's supposed to happen and so they weren't wrong. Uh, uh, they were actually correct. But they left out a key detail. Because in the law, it also says in Jeremiah that if you are caught in an adulterous relationship, not only should the woman be put to death, but the man that was in the relationship with her should be put to death. But here, because of our haste to discredit Jesus, we don't bring the whole problem. We bring half the problem. In our haste to get what we want, we don't bring the whole truth. We bring half the truth. 
And who all in here know that a half-true is nothing but a lie disguised? That's what it is. I tell folk all the time when they, when they say, I'm going to call the conference. I say, well, listen, when you call the conference, make sure you tell them the truth. Because just like you call them, they're going to call me. And guess what? I'm going to tell them the truth because I have nothing to hide. See, 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 when you're living your life right, you don't have nothing to hide. I don't have nothing to hide. That's why my phone is, that's why my phone's sitting over there. I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide. That's, I'm an open book. This woman right here was caught, her shame, her sin, and now they sentenced her to death. And I love my master. I love what Jesus did because Jesus, he didn't give them any thought. Jesus, the text says that when they continue asking him, he raised himself up and he said to them, who is without sin? Jesus didn't even pay them any mind. He simply knelt down, wrote in the dirt, and they continued to ask him, what must we do? Jesus, how are you going to handle this? She's definitely caught. He's definitely in the wrong. How are you going to deal with this, Jesus? So Jesus kneels down, writes in the sand, not saying a word. How many of us are able to just walk away when you see something that you know is wrong? I love that saying. They say, when you see something, say something. And that is so true. But in this case right here, this was definitely not something on the up. Uh, uh, These individuals had an ulterior motive. There was a hidden agenda. Somebody out there know where I'm going with this. You understand what's happening. There is a hidden agenda. There is a reason why they were doing what they were doing. And so Jesus writes in the sand. Here we go. Jesus writes in the sand and they steady asking him. They steady asking him, what are you going to do about this? And so Jesus raises up and he says, who is without sin? Which one of you is without sin enough to where you are able to throw the first stone to start the ball rolling? And the Bible says that as they continue, Jesus kneeled down in the, and, 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 and then one by one from the oldest to the youngest began to walk away. Now, there are speculations about what Jesus wrote in the sand. They, they, many, many, many say that he wrote down, maybe, maybe could, could he, he could have wrote down uh, the Ten Commandments. I mean, considering uh, a God wrote the Ten Commandments with his very finger. And could it be just a simple reminder uh, uh, to these leaders, to these teachers, to the ones that were set in place to be a light for the church, to be leaders of the church? Could it be he wrote down the Tim? Or, or, or perhaps he wrote down their names in fulfillment of Jeremiah chapter 17. Or could it be uh, that he wrote down uh, Leviticus 10, uh, 20 verse 10, as well as Deuteronomy 22, 22? 
Could it be that Jesus began to share with them some things in the sand, writing down some laws that they already know that they were trying to bypass, testing Jesus to see if he knew or not? Could it be that maybe he simply wrote down the names of their girlfriends? Could, 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 it, could it very well be he just wrote down one word and that word was forgive? But whatever the Lord wrote on the ground, it truly got their attention because one by one, they began to walk away with their head held down. So it wasn't like they just simply walked away, but they walked away in shame because they were convicted of what they read in the sand. When Jesus had raised up, he saw the young lady standing there. Young lady, where is your accuser? Uh, Where is the one? Where are those that have accused you? Where, 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 where are those individuals that had all of this stuff to say about you? Where are they at now? Where, where, where are they at? Where are those young ladies and young men that have so much to say about your character, that has so much to say about how you're living and, and, and how you're dressing? Where, where are those individuals at now? Where, 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 where are those individuals that have so much to say? text says that the woman says they're they're gone. Jesus simply says to this young woman they uh, they don't condemn you neither do I. Go and sin no more. I want us to pitch our tent right there because I want us to understand as we move through this that Jesus understands everything about everything. That Jesus, what he does, he do it in completion. That when Jesus gives a declaration, he doesn't give it in a, he doesn't give it half-heartedly. But Jesus gives a declaration and he gives it wholeheartedly he gives it in complete form because there is something that Jesus is trying to get out of us as he gives us this declaration so he tells this young woman he says young lady he 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 asked a question when Jesus had raised himself up and saw that no one but the woman uh, uh, he said to her woman where are those accusers of yours has no one condemned you and she said no one lord No one. And so Jesus says to her, neither do I. No one. No one is around now, Lord. So how do I deal with my accusers? Do I do I lash out at my accusers? Do I respond negatively to my accusers? Well, 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 let me help you out if you like me, because sometimes that's exactly what I want to do. Let me just be honest right here, right now. Sometimes I want to tell you how I feel, what I feel, or when I feel it. I, you know, I, I don't want to take nothing off of it as rough, as hard as it can be. That's how I want to tell you. 
But I understand and recognize, my brothers and sisters, that that's not Jesus' method. And every day of our lives, we're asked to be like Jesus. We're asked to respond like Jesus. We're asked to think like Jesus. We're asked to move like Jesus. We're asked to do everything like Jesus. Why? Because Jesus' way is the best way. And any other way is the wrong way. Jesus know exactly what we need before we're in need of it. So he says, where are your accusers? She said, none. There are none. And he said, well, I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. Now, here we go. Because now we've been forgiven. Now we've got the word. Now Jesus has laid it all before us. Now Jesus has, has, has given us a, a, a clean slate. I don't condemn you. They don't condemn you. Now this is what needs to happen. I need you to leave this place right now. This very moment that we're in right now. The, the, the place that we are right now. I need you to go now and I need you not to sin anymore. So at the sound of my voice, right here in this sanctuary, right here in this place, we have the declaration right here, right now, as we move forward, not to go and sin no more. It's quiet, but that's good news. (laughs) It's really quiet, but that's good news. This is a shouting message. I know it may not sound like one. It may not, it may not feel like one, but let me explain. Jesus said, go and sin no more. I'm going to get to the punchline here in a few minutes because y'all looking at me. Y'all looking at me. I'm already there. I'm already there. Uh, 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 But Jesus gives her this declaration, go and sin no more. Now she has some things that she has to do. Now there are some things that she has to make right. There are some choices that she has to deal with now. There are some calls that she has to make right now. There are some stuff that she has to get right now because God has told her, Jesus has told her now, go and sin no more. Don't go back to the same old stuff. Don't go back to the same old thinking. Don't go back to the same old habit. Don't go back to the same problem. Now I need you to have a new look on life. I'm giving you that. The, there you shout right there. See, go and sin no more means I need you to walk away from here with a new attitude now. Now you're able to make things over again. So whatever happened yesterday, that was yesterday. Whatever happened last week, that was last week. Today going forward, I'm walking a new walk. I'm living a new life. I have a new way of thinking. I have a new way of believing. I have a new way of, 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 of I'm loving. No more do I do it the old way. Go and sin no more. You don't have to. In other words, it is a choice. It's a choice that God has given every last one of us. It's a choice. It's not that I'm better than you, the reason why I don't fall anymore. No, I'm going to tell you why I don't fall anymore. I fail so many times, I'm tired of falling. You see, when you just scrape your knee so many times, when you get to that particular juncture in life, you learn how to do something different. And God has given me the ability and given me the strength and given me the, the, um, the um, know-how to say, okay, I've been here before. Uh, every last time I went down that road, this is what happened. So God is bringing it back. God is saying, okay, so what are you going to do? Well, this I'm just going to step over. 
You see, God is not going to come down here and walk for you when he has given you two legs to walk for yourself. There are some things that God has given us the power to do. God is not seen for you. Yeah, God is holding your, your, molecular, your, your molecular structure together. Yes, God is keeping your eyeballs in your head, keeping your blood from flowing out on the outside of your body. There are some things that God is doing, but then there are some things that God has given you the power to do. He's given you the power to walk right. He's given you the power to talk right. He's given you the power to live. I told you, go and sin no more. This was a terrifying moment for this young lady. This young lady thought it was over for her. This young lady thought that her, her life was over. But Jesus saw something different. Jesus looked beyond her faults. And he saw her needs. Go and sin no more. Jesus understood where this young lady was. And so uh, 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 Jesus had to let her know that I don't condemn you either. Jesus gives complete salvation. Jesus don't just heal half-heartedly, but he does it in a complete form. So he didn't just heal her physically. He healed her spiritually. He healed her emotionally. Now, when he says go and sin no more, now she have the confidence within her to feel good about herself. Now, no more depression. No more feeling bad about yourself because Jesus has now given you a clean slate. Go and sin no more. You have the authority, you have the power to do it. So when she faced Jesus, she was facing the ultimate judge. That was, this was the ultimate judge. This was, you know, uh, if, you know, and, and, you know, if there was anyone, I remember, uh, let, let me put it like this. I remember uh, uh, when I, when, when God was calling me uh, uh, to come into this church, uh, uh, you know, I had a problem because, uh, uh, you know, I said, God, there are some things that I've done in the past. I really don't want to come up and get me. There, there, there are some individuals out there. And I said, Lord, I said, Lord, you know, he said, well, son, trust me, let me deal with it. I said, well, God, I know, I know you're going to deal with it. I really have faith enough to believe that, God, you will handle it. I said, but the problem that I have with it, God, is that, see, see, see you, are, you are loving God. <laughs> you, you, are, you are kind, God. <laughs> you, you, you know, and, and, and so, and so see, and I'm not kind and I'm not loving. And, and I want to make sure that, that, you know, that I'm good. And not one time have my past, not one time in all of the 20 plus years that I've been in this church, have anything in my past come back to haunt me. God has been faithful in his promise. So if there's anybody I want to judge me, I want it to be Jesus. If there's anybody I want to view my records and look over my life, I want it to be Jesus because I already know, just like he already know, I've done some stuff. I've said some stuff. I've been in some situations that God already see. He already know that. So it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm hiding anything. He already know. So when I come before my judge, I'm coming as an open book. He already saw where I was in a situation and then he'll turn the page and he'll see where his son died for me. 
he'll flip the page again and he'll see where I may have said some stuff that I should not have said, but he'll flip the page and say, oh, Jesus dealt with that too. And as he keep going through my folder and as he continue to turn the page, he'll see that I have been in some situations that just wasn't favorable for one to be living in the kingdom of God. And he'll flip the page and say, Jesus dealt with that too. So if there's anybody I want to be my judge, I want it to be Jesus. Because everything I've done, he dealt with. Everything I've said, he's already dealt with. Everything that I've already been through, he's already dealt with it. So if there's anybody I want to judge, me. Drag me to Jesus. Drag my faults to Jesus. Drag my character to Jesus. Because at the end of the day, he's already dealt with it. He's already dealt with it. So Jesus calls her, he says, woman. Go and sin no more. Don't worry about it. And the Bible says, go and sin no more. I don't condemn you. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, speaking back to the, he dealt with that issue. Now he's back to the multitude. Jesus, as I finish this up, he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. You see, these teachers of the law, as they stood there talking to Jesus and accusing this woman and testing Jesus, they was representing darkness. They was representing walking in darkness. And Jesus is standing there, you know, I'm going to try to, Lord, help me. Uh, As Jesus was talking to them and, and, and and, and, and as they were talking to Jesus, Jesus is now turning to the crowd. He says, I am the light of the world. Now, I don't know about you. After witnessing what just happened, after witnessing how Jesus dealt with this problem after witnessing how Jesus dealt not just with the problem but dealt with the woman and watching how Jesus dealt with the teachers of the law and now he's saying I am the light of the world he is now encouraging them now to follow after me he who follows me shall not walk in darkness now that ought to set the record straight and set people minds at ease that Jesus is somebody that I can turn over to that Jesus is somebody that I can connect with that Jesus is someone that that I can place all of my cares with uh, because he is going to judge me fairly because he's just said I am the light of the world so in other words when you bring darkness to the light the light simply exposes it if you walk into a dark room uh, and you flip on the light switch uh, the light overpowers the darkness that's what Jesus is simply saying here if you come to me uh, all of your dark days uh, all of your dark nights um, all of those moments where you felt all alone um, all of those moments where you felt by yourself um, if you turn it over to me um, I'll flip the switch um, and I'll turn your darkness um, into light um, if I just had just a couple of people um, that don't mind following Jesus um, that don't mind allowing Jesus um, to turn your darkness um, into light do we have about five people in the house um, that want Jesus um, to 
to turn their darkness into light because he's exposed the teachers of the law. He's exposed the enemies of the land. He's exposed the crookedness that's going on. And if there's anybody in here, I just want to suggest to you today that you allow Jesus to flip the script in your life and allow him to turn all of your dark days into light. He says, I am the light of the world. If you come after me, if you follow after me, I would give you light, the light of life. Your days would now be brand new. No more walking in the shadows. No more walking in fear. No more living a life of shame. But now you have the ability and you have the authority and the power from on high to walk in the newness of life. Oh, that's what I love about him. Because he is the kind of God that's not going to just put you out there on front street. He's not going to just set you up for failure. But he's going to give you everything you need to be successful in his kingdom. He exposed the darkness. He showed them. He showed the teachers. He said they walked away with their head held down. Now, I don't know if they just kind of blended in the crowd or did they go home and soak their sorrows. But they left that, the presence of Jesus and they left that woman alone. And today, oh, my, my uh, brothers and sisters, he is still doing the same thing today. He's forgiven sins. He's forgiven the way that we've lived. And he says, I want you to do it the right way. Go and sin no more. Go and do it right. You don't have to be afraid of anybody or anything because this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And it's hard to rejoice in the day that the Lord has made when we're living in darkness. It's hard to smile when your heart is heavy. It's hard to feel good about life when every day is a day of darkness. Today is the day that the Lord has made. So friends, if you have ever, if you've never, never, never given your life to the Lord, if you've never given your life to the Lord, if you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, if you've never experienced him in this manner, I want to encourage you to meet me down here. Because it's my desire, it is all of heaven's desire that every one of us make it into that kingdom. This is the day for you to flip the script on the devil and show him who you really are. Is there one? Is there one? See, this is a spiritual battle that we're in. This is a spiritual battle that we're in. This is a warfare like none other. They talk about chemical warfare. They talk about guerrilla warfare. But none of that can touch spiritual warfare. Today is the day. Today is your day.
If you want Jesus to be your Savior, if you want Bible study, if you want prayer, if you want to be a member of this church, I stand down here as a friend, as a pastor, as a believer. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't like my, I don't, I don't like using my title. You know, I don't like using title pastor a lot. I know, I know that's a high honor, and I and I respect that. I really do. But I like to also be real because sometimes we, as pastors, we get the, uh, we get the impression that uh, some people see us as if we have arrived or that we don't make mistakes, and and, and we do. We do. We, we, we are human, and I'm a human, and so sometimes the pastor is like, the pastor ain't visiting me, as if the pastor, I mean, the elder can visit you too. But I get it, I understand. I use as a testimony all the time, one of my former members, he, he, he still claims me as his pastor today, amen. Um, um, his family, one of his family members was sick in the hospital, and as a matter of fact, no, his mother-in-law had passed, and they gave me a call, and and, and when I turned the corner in the hospital down the aisle that the family was on, and, and this is what the brother told me. When I looked at him, he said, everything's going to be all right now. The past is here. And that right there transformed me. That transformed me. It really spoke to my heart. That with all the confusion and all of the all of the chaos, mama's laying in the room and 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 they didn't know what to do. But then when the pastor hit the corner, it was as if it's gonna be all right right now. And it just hit me. Because to be honest, I was feeling like they were. <laughs> what am I gonna say? What am I gonna do? But it was in that moment when I walked in the room and, and prayed over the mother as she lay deceased in the bed. As I walked in the room and, 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 and began to just, 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 just kind of minister to the corpse. The family was, that's my pastor. I'm understanding the role. I get it. I have members that I've been in the hospital. I've, I, I've been right there in the midst with them. But at the end of the day, my brothers and sisters, I want to be clear. I sleep. If you cut me, I'll bleed. I get tired. I love my wife. I love my children. I'm like you. I am. Anybody eat breakfast today? Anybody got hungry? Yeah. I get hungry too. Amen. Anybody like to laugh? I like to laugh too. But I also understand that without Jesus in my life, without Jesus in my life, while I say we're the same, oh, when it comes to that, we're not the same. We're a little bit different now. Oh, yeah. 
Because see, my story is different than your story. That's where we began to become a little different. Because I can't tell your story like you can. And you can't tell my story like I can. So that's where the difference began to show up. While I may cry like you and I may hurt like you and I may have a title, but at the end of the day, I love him. And I do whatever I can to stand his good grace. I do whatever I can for you, my brothers and sisters. But when it becomes between me and my Jesus, we're going to have a problem. And I suggest you to feel the same way. Because I'm not going to say anything to you that I won't do. I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to ask you to do anything. So when I say come to Jesus, I'm, hey, I'm already here. I just want to make sure that you're there. Now, you know when you leave here where you are and how you're living and how you're doing. I'm not in your business. don't want to get in your business. I got business of my own. Matter of fact, I got so much, I can give you some. So I don't want your business. <laughs> I want you saved. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? I want you saved. You understand what I'm saying? I want you saved. I want you saved. That's what I want. I don't care about this, that, or the third. I want you in the kingdom. So let's get all that stuff out the way. I don't, I, I'm not into that. I don't care about that. Living this. Living, just get right with Jesus. You know what you need to do. I'm just a messenger. Amen. I'm, I, 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 have to, I have to make sure I'm walking right. Most preachers ain't gonna, I have to make sure I'm living right. Amen? That I'm doing what I'm supposed to do while my wife is at work and I'm not out here skipping around. I represent top. And when I step out on the stage of life, I represent you. And I don't want nothing coming back but your pastor. No, we're not going down like that. Don't get down like that. I want you saved. That's all I'm about. I don't know, Lord, I don't know if I'm doing it right or doing it wrong. I'm just trying to do it. I'm just trying to do it. Because I want you in the kingdom. Forget about that last year, last week, last month. I, I don't know. What that mean? Last time I was here, they, uh, what they mean? Well, they didn't speak to me. Well, did you speak to them? Okay, then, keep it moving. Folks, that church, really? We're talking your salvation up in here. So what they didn't speak? Take that to the Lord. You keep doing what God has called you to do. Come on, family. People at home, my friend, my family at home, this is a plea. Come on. It's time to get back right. Those that are viewing online, come on. If you're not even a member of this church, but you're a member of another church, come on. I understand the sickness of the land. It's going to be there. It was there before it was there. Did I say that right? 
There's always something, always something. It's going to always be something. Remember I told my wife, that I'm about to close with this right here. I remember my wife, we were early off in our marriage. I tell this story all the time because I get tickled. I know she's probably in another world trying to figure out what in the world did I just, who, who did I marry? <laughs> because we were going through something. I think we had been married maybe two or three years and we was going through a real dip. Well, I was. I don't know, maybe she wasn't because she was doing all right. But I, we was having some issues. I don't know what it was. It wasn't us. We weren't having issues. It was some, it was some issues that was affecting me, not her. And I turned to my wife and I was, and I, when I said it, I, it, it must have been from a, a, another spirit or something because I said, it ain't going to get no better. Why even try? Why even call on him? Why even, it, it, why, why, why? It's not going to get any better. What's the point in trying when every day is always going to be something? She looked at me and she was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. What have I done? <laughs> I can't remember what she said. I don't know if she even said anything. But the Lord began to help me out with that. The Lord began to show me that, yeah, it's going to always be something. If it's not one thing, it's going to be something else. Come on now. So we're going to have to move beyond now. They brought that woman. She could have very well just gave up. She could have very well just gave up. But Jesus says, no, no, I'm not going to let you give up. Now, one time in that story, does this woman talk outside of when Jesus asked her, where are your accusers? She didn't try to explain herself. She didn't, not, not one time in the text did she say, no, Jesus, I was over there and they just, no, no. She, they, they brought her there. They exposed her. They put her to shame. They put her out there, put her business out there. And Jesus did what Jesus did. And when she did open her mouth and spoke, Jesus asked her a question. Where are your accusers? She said, there are none. <laughs> that was it. There are none. So I don't accuse you either. Is there one? We're about to pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you once again for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. Father, as simply as I know how, say the word, preach the word, teach the word, but Lord, it's in your hands. I pray that it fell on good ground, good seeds that were sown in good ground that it may take root and bear much fruit. It is our desire, Father, to be people prepared to receive you when you come. And just like you didn't condemn that woman who was caught in adultery, you don't condemn us. Even the sins that are not exposed you don't condemn us. You still invite us to come to you. So, Father, have your way today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.
All right, I guess I got to start over. <laughs> so the pastor just talked to us about a type of relationship. And this relationship is a non-reciprocating relationship. The leaders of the church was in a non-reciprocating relationship with God. So you can understand what that is. Have you ever been in one? Let's say you have a friend. You call that friend. They never call you. You give them gifts. They open the gifts in front of you, but they're not thankful. They remind you that they don't really like this color, or it would have been better if you would have got this one. Or Do they mind if you return this and get something different? Non-reciprocating friend. You may have a friend. You visit them, they don't visit you. You share your secrets and yourself with them, but they don't share theirs with you. Unfortunately, as stewards, we find ourselves in those same type of relationships. God has given us gifts, but we're not returning those gifts to him. We're not developing those gifts. We're not using those talents to help us in our lives and with Jesus. He gives us treasure. We hang on to it. We are, instead of being grateful, sharing, generous, we hold on like the Lord is so, like he don't have enough for us. He gives us a body. He's given us information. It's all over everywhere. How to take care of your body. We're not doing that. Non-reciprocating. We're not saying to Lord, thank you for your counsel. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord. No. I'm guilty as everybody else. Eating that sugar tastes so good. Man, I can smell salt and grease. I love it. Every time we go past a certain space, I tell the oh, I smell even in this mask. In our time, what's God asking for? Before you take a step, just whisper my name. Let me know you want me in your life. But we get up, we rip, we run, and when things are all jacked up, we remember, we have a friend, someone standing by us. He said today, go, and don't do what you did last week. Can we follow that this week? Can we go and be a reciprocating friend? We can practice it in our homes. Practice with your wife and your husband. Be reciprocating. Give, share, spend time with them. Know that God is with you every minute of the day. And all he wants to do, all he wants for you, from you is reciprocity. When he gives you a gift, say thank you. When you fill that tank up with gas, say thank you. When you write that check for the light bill, say thank you. He has given you so much. And remember, remember, if you are a genuine friend, you are a generous friend. You don't just say, I'm going to call her every now and again. No, no, no. When they're down, you be up. When you're up, they may be down. But we don't cut our friends off like that. When we have something good, we don't go and hide ourselves. God is our friend. All he wants is reciprocity. Go and sin no more. Let's do it different this week. Let the church say, Amen. Amen.